Dear Bethel and Jesse, please come to the condo. I've baked a cake. Hurry before Joe eats it all. Your friend, Jessica. Where's Bethel? Huh. I gotta call him. What up? Hey, I'm here in front of the complex. Where are you? Yeah, I decided not to come. I don't want to go. Wait, are you serious? Let me try to get Joe on here. Hey, Joe. Bethel's not here, but I'm in front of the complex. Can you open the gate? Yeah, we changed our mind. We really don't want you guys to come anymore. Well, we might as well just talk about what we're here for. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to another Super Mario 35th anniversary celebration. And we are celebrating Super Mario Brothers 35th year. We are excited. We've already done Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World. And now we're on to the release of Super Mario 64, the first 3D environment Mario game out for the Nintendo 64. Welcome everyone to another episode of that where we celebrate Mario. We're excited, we're ready to go, but like we do every episode for this 35th anniversary specials, we always start off with our first experience with this game, Super Mario 64. And we always start with the first and the sexiest member of Third Party Controller Podcast, Beto. What was your first experience with Super Mario 64? I don't even remember, dude, honestly. Like, I can't remember when I when I played it for the first time. Um, pro I, I, it was when it, when it came out, like a, one of my neighbors had it. But I didn't. I didn't play it a lot. For some reason, it just didn't interest me until like recently, really. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, just playing it, it just felt so different than anything else. And I'd never really played uh, Super Mario World or the Super Nintendo. I was just used to the first three mm -hmm. and barely even two, but m mainly one and three. So playing this, it kind of. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. I I didn't really grow to appreciate it. And honestly, until recently, like within the last couple of months. Because uh, I never really put time into it until recently. But, yeah, just, when I was a kid, I'd play it here and there, but I never really got too into it. Joe, what was your first experience with Super Mario 64? Uh, it's definitely the first game I ever played with on the N64. Uh, I believe I got the bundle that, I want to say it came with it still. I think Did that you get the 64 in launch? I didn't get it at launch. I got it later on, and it came with... Uh, I believe it came with Mario 64 mm -hmm. and um, uh, it was a great game. Like it was one of those times where like you saw so much like at the time because I, I waited. I didn't get it at launch. But when I picked up the 64, that was, you know, really the, the game I really wanted to play. And uh, having played it, you know, when I went in there and played it, I was like, man, this it really felt like that evolution. You know, you wanted something 3D. Everything talked Everyone talked about 3D at the time. So being able to play Mario in 3D, it you know, a lot of things 
make a change, make a big change. A lot of series make a change from like 2D to 3D or just, you know, there's always that big evolution of the series and a lot of series kind of lose their way mm-hmm. or just even if they're good, it's like you miss the old way. You know what I mean? Like you miss the like, hey, I wish it was still like this. Um, Mario didn't feel that way when they did that 64. I was like, this is great. Like I didn't have a problem with it moving forward um, with that style. Like now, obviously, they've made other 2D games in the Mario series and they're, they've been great, too. You know, like, but I mean, that that. 3d that first one was just like you know no i was like oh, this is really fucking cool it was really really good um i think the only negative i have was just having to use the n64 controller like mm-hmm. at the time like <laughs> controlling it in that manner you know with that that weird ass controller uh probably the only thing i disliked at the time but i've also replayed the game uh since then on with other controllers and you know it's still it feels good you know it just but it was that was the only quirk i really had about the game at the time yeah. but um yeah, no, Mario 64 is definitely after World, you know, after playing Super Mario World, which is admittedly, I think, you know, for all of us, not not our favorite game. And it's just like, eh, you know, cool. Held us over. And then playing Mario World 2, the Yoshi game, it was like, all right, this is a great game. 64 really felt like that. Holy shit. Like that was 60, Mario 64 to me was that, like it was a wow, it was wow. Like it really wowed me. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how when you play super mario brothers and then go to super mario brothers 3 you're like oh damn this is really really it was even more almost you know like more like kind of awe-inspiring like holy shit what are, you know what like what they're doing with this and uh no man i have nothing but fond memories of that game well for me like my first experience with mario 64 was it was either a target or it had to be a target now that I remember, was walking into a Target and seeing the kiosk that was there for the Nintendo 64, you know. I knew what the 64 was. I never owned one when I was a kid. It was the same thing where it was like Cousins had the 64 system. But this was around the time like, hey, the Nintendo 64 was either out already or it was around the corner and they had a display. They had Mario 64 playing. I remember walking up to it, no one's there, and then just seeing that controller and being completely confused on how any of this shit worked. And, and being like, like I don't have three hands. Yeah, I don't have three. Like, how do you hold this? I didn't know how to hold it. Like, it was weird that the, the whole thing was it's strange to me. And it was the first time being, like, controlling a 3D environment, 3D world, especially Mario in 3D, being so used to the 2D style of Mario from left to right. And I just remember starting to play it and walk around bob Field and hating it. I thought, I was like, the first thought was like, 3D sucks. Go back to 2D. <laughs> this isn't going to do well. Nintendo's going to fail. This sucks. Like, not knowing because it was just so new. It was something strange. I didn't understand what it was. You know, I understood it was 3D, but, like, at that time, Nintendo was the first in, in like, a standard market. I mean, there had been 3D games before, but, like, with the analog stick, like, to me, that was so new that it, the, to wrap your head around moving around in a 3D <sighs> environment was strange, you know, and hard. Like, I didn't get it. Like, it was so confusing. And in, in those moments, that's why it's like I've always disliked, I think going forward from there, just disliked just going into stores and playing at a kiosk because I'm more comfortable at home so I could learn it. Where I feel like if I, as a kid, even when I was a kid being there, if someone's waiting behind you, you're like, oh no. feel pressured, yeah. I feel pressured, like, I can't be on this for too long because this kid or someone else wants to try it. 
they might be just watching. I think I remember there would be times they turn around like, you want to play? And they're like, no. They just wanted to look, you know? They go, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. But I remember that. I remember just being so, like, ta- like hating it. Like, this is horrible. You know, I was just like, why can't this be like Super Mario Brothers 3? Because I love that game. But it wasn't until going to relatives' house, cousins' houses, um, especially, like, I, 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 like, when I think of Mario 64, I think of my cousin Nick Nick when he was little, because he was younger than me. And he had a 64. His parents bought him a Nintendo 64. And the games I remember him having were like the games everyone had. Mario, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, and he had Glover, right? I always remember like, oh shit, he has Glover, Mario 64, and Mario Kart. Everyone had those except for Glover. He was like the only person I knew who had Glover. But I remember, okay, I want to try this. And I said, I remember going, I, can I play this? And I was able to actually like dive into it and, and figure it out on my own. And I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. I move around with the stick, you move around the camera with the buttons, with the C buttons, and, you know, this is how you properly hold it, you know, like, it, it just, it clicked, you know, like, I, I, it made sense as time went on, you know, and I remember thinking, like, oh, this game is super short, because the first time you go into a level, when you, the first time you can fight Bowser, I thought, oh, this is the final boss fight, and I'm like, oh, this is where it ends, I'm like, okay, it's over, but no, that's just the first encounter, and you have to go through the rest of the castle, I didn't know that. But anyway, um, that was like my first experience. But I always kind of tie Mario 64 into my cousin Nick Nick because that was like something that he he he, he had games. But like 64 games were like super expensive, so he only had those ones. Yeah. But I would always gravitate toward Super Mario 64 because it was what I was used to. You know, when it, when I was messing around with the 64, you know. And I think he had the Kobe basketball game for that for that too. But I just remember playing a lot of Mario 64 at his house. But yeah, that was like my first experience with Mario So going into the development of Mario 64, when that was being made, that was actually a concept when Mario was just starting out, was originally going to be coming out for the Super Nintendo, and was going to be on a better and faster, more improved Super FX chip. But the reason it got moved over to their newer console at the time, you know, when it was originally entitled the Ultra 64... They, they ended up moving that over because the Super Nintendo didn't have enough buttons for what they wanted to do, but they also wanted the freedom of a movable camera and being able to move Mario in a 3D space because the idea of Mario 64 came to mind to Miyamoto when he watched his hamster in those little hamster balls, his home hamster, going around his house. So it gave him the idea of Mario 64 to be more free-roaming and being able to move around through levels. So that was something that, like, starting off when when they were conceptualizing Super Mario. And I, I always felt like Mario, Super Mario 64, I always felt was something that was kind of strange for me to play on any other controller besides N64. But actually, the N64 controller, whether you love it or hate it, 
was built around Mario 64. It was built for that game. That was how they were able to create that controller originally. They had different concepts, but it was basically based on Mario 64 because they needed the extra buttons, they needed the analog stick, and they needed the placement for it. But um, when this game released in America, Super Mario 64 ended up releasing on September 29th, 1996 coming out the same day as the Nintendo 64 console. So it was a launch console. But I wanted to ask you guys, for the launch of the console, controller-wise, how do you guys feel about the controller in general for the Nintendo 64? Because I know how you feel about it, Joe, but Bethel, I also want to get your ideas on that. Uh, For me, actually, I I never really minded it. I don't know. It's something like I I actually got used to playing it. It I don't think it's it's terrible, but it's not it's not great. Like especially with like a with the Mario sixty four, like controlling the cameras can be a, a bit a bit tough. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. For the most part, it's it, it's not the best controller, but it's also not terrible. I was never a big fan of the controller myself. Um, I get it. I, I understand what they were trying to do with it and everything. Uh, the form factor was the issue for me. It wasn't so much the fact that it was like the three, like the prongs or how you would hold it. the controller. I just, I guess for me, it was just the form factor of it all. I mm-hmm. thought they could have done a better job of, at the time, making a controller that just made more sense. But I mean, you know, at that time too, it was pretty advanced. It was really the, you know, I don't know. Wait, that that was the that controller came out first before Dual Shock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was like the, the it moved things forward. Well, after that point, you know, you saw everyone trying to put the analog sticks on there, so it made you know it. I, I get it, but I just remember not being a huge at the time. Just didn't like the its layout, which at the time, like I said, like nobody had any experience with it. So it's like you know, I, I get why they did what they did, but um, overall, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I mean, but like Nintendo's always had that different-looking, unique remote. So I mean, yeah, they kind of. I mean, they've always, I mean, improved shit with their remotes, like. Was well, Atari? You had that joystick, and then Nintendo went for the just the face pad. Yeah, well, they, they kept they, it, it kept improving from there. They devolved once uh, it it, uh, it went the other way. Once they went from the uh, N sixty four controller to the Wii controller, but I mean, you know, we we we, yeah. we, we read. Uh, but it they was N sixty four controller though, to the GameCube controller, then the Wii controller, Joe. The game the GameCube controller was also a bit funky, but yeah, much the, better. The face buttons are kind of weird, just because they're. <laughs> It was still a much Different better shapes. controller. Yeah. Well, with that, like the uh, w- talking about the camera in the controller itself, I think that was one of the things. Even replaying Mario sixty four now is the first time me actually beating Mario sixty four was probably just a few days ago. But the biggest struggle I had was the camera. Like I get it, dude. It's it was it was the beginning of like actual three D moving your character around, them learning it, and that game. Still feels good today, but that camera, there were some times I was getting super pissed off at that camera. Even today, you know? Like, of course, things don't age properly. They've improved on that as games have gone on. But that camera, oh boy. You know, that was the best they could do at that time. They actually had, so a programmer whose whole thing was just to work on the camera. Like, they had to work on the camera itself. That His whole thing was just trying to figure out which was the best way. And he, at the time, that was the best way to move the camera that he had figured out. 
But the funny thing is uh, that Nintendo lawyers found out that Sega had patented a switchable camera, was which what they were using too for Mario 64, and they kind of freaked out like, oh, dude, they made a patent for it. If they release Mario 64 with this version of the camera they want to use, Sega could sue. But Nintendo ended up just kind of deciding, like, fuck it, put it out and see what happens. And luckily, Sega didn't do shit. Sega didn't sue. That's cool. Yeah. Then, like that fucking the pen that I that I would have loved was uh was it Namco owns the mini games in between loading screens? Oh, it's over now, so people can't. Is it again okay? Now. That ended. Uh, I, was, I, was I want to so say like twenty fourteen. 2014 is, I think, is when it, that patent ended. Oh, really? 2012 or 2014? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. There's also not a lot of uh, load screens and that long load screens in games anymore. That lot of. I mean, Madden. You can put like an old Madden, <laughs> like one of the old Maddens when it's oh, loading and stuff. That'd be shit. cool. True. With Mario 64, what do you guys think of the game levels? How they were designed, how they were made. I never. Had any, I, I liked most of what they did. I didn't really have an issue with it at the time. I thought I thought most of the game was great. I'm sure there was a couple. I can't remember too many off the top of my head, but I'm sure there was a few levels that I wasn't a huge fan of. I have a for some reason I feel like they had to do with the uh, the booze, but mm-hmm. like that's every series. I always have a level like a ghost level where I'm just like, God damn, that's really annoying. So I mean, you know, for the most part, I, I you know I didn't really have too many issues with the actual level design. Mm-hmm. There were definitely some quirky stuff, like certain levels. I feel like the uh, all the levels in ice were definitely frustrating at times. Dealing with those on the on the 3D level, where mm-hmm. like they were frustrating in 2D Mario at times. You know what I mean? But I mean, like adding that 3D. I think that I remember getting pretty frustrated and getting some cheap, I don't know if I would call them <laughs> cheap deaths, but definitely like some deaths in on on those ice levels where I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. And the snow levels were like, this is pretty frustrating. That one, you just slide forever sometimes <laughs> yeah. off of the ledge. It's like, fuck. Playing, playing this this recently, yeah, that was probably the level. The, the Any of the ice levels were really hard. You would get a lot of damage. But there was a thing in Mario. A few levels had it where wind could blow... Mario's hat off. Now I forget what the negative was for that, but I didn't like that his hat was off. But it wasn't until the snow level where there was a part where it blew my hat off and blew me off a mountaintop and I fell to the ground. And the hat landed right inside an ice cube, like a little blocked ice cube that you had to find the path to get through there, right? But in that blocked ice cube path, there was a star, okay? I had already collected that star. So I'm like, okay, I got to get my hat. So I had to go through the hole, but no matter what, because that star was there and you still collect the star, even though you don't collect that star, I couldn't couldn't get get my fucking hat. And I fucking got so mad and I started freaking out. I got pissed. I turned off the 64, walked away, turned it back on. And I thought like the hat will be back on my head and I'm cool. No, Mario didn't have his hat anymore. And I fucking got super mad and I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm like, this is a fucking glitch. I got, I'm not going to have my hat anymore. And I'm not going to, I can't fucking, I don't want to beat this game without my fucking hat. So I got super mad and I'm, I went on online. Like I fucking lost the hat. It's stuck in this thing. How do I get the hat? Right? So while I was typing that, I had restarted the game. Started playing through it, and when I went to that block area, I'm like, where's the fucking, where the fuck is the hat? 
And then I go looking around while I'm still trying to search what to do. And then a snowman pops up with the hat on. I'm like, oh, you bitch. I'm going to fucking get my hat back. But then the fucking snowman throws the snowballs, attacks me, takes me out. So I'm losing fucking lives. I'm like, how the fuck do I get the snowman? I had to run around in circles around the snowman until the snowman topples over. Then I can get my fucking hat. So I got my fucking hat back. But there was a moment I was going to lose my shit because I didn't have my fucking hat. Um... (laughs) I think the levels, like, for what they created, um, I think even still to this day, there was a lot of levels I had fun. Again, without talking about how bad the camera could get at some points, um, I really enjoyed what they did and how each level was kind of placed and made. And and I saw where the creativity and kind of where things kind of branched off later on, like how it kind of, like, was cemented, even in that first game, even in the first uh, Mario 64 game. Uh, it was kind of interesting to find out some of the history on it too because when they were developing this game how they ended up developing it they originally wanted to make it like older mario games from point a to point b with the flagpoles but because miyamoto wanted to do the ha- his thing with the hamster and be more free roaming they completely ditched that idea and had more of the free roaming levels but instead of like oh let's figure out all this where do we place this they would just place a ton of shit in a level that they thought was good and as as they were playing through it they just took out things that didn't work or what they felt would work better so they just filled up a level and then they would just kind of like take all right no not this take that out put that okay this would probably be better this and that so that's how they kind of worked on making levels in in mario 64 which is a pretty i don't know i think it's kind of neat how they kind of did did that There's 15 courses in the levels. 15 courses, and you can collect collect up to 120 total stars. Originally, they had made 32 stages, but scaled it back to 15. So that's pretty crazy that they actually did that many. Yeah. I wonder how like how how um, plain some of those would have been because I feel like w- once you make more, yeah, like you're the the le- more plain these levels are gonna be like. They probably took some from other levels and put it into some, like, condensed them all to, like, one level and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wonder no, how. My guess is maybe they took ideas because how each course would be, you had 15 courses, but in each course was six different stars that you can collect. And each one had a different object, uh, objective. Some of them could be, like, you had to collect the gold, the, the red, uh, you had to collect the coins, you had to fight sometimes a boss or pretty much find stuff in a level. But going through this recently, there's a lot of things that it's just named like the hidden pathway or or the chup chup in the pup pup. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Where do I go? What do I do? A lot of stuff was, even for that time, I mean, you're exploring, you know, compared to older Mario games, this isn't timed. You don't have to worry about, oh shit, you know, I only have two, three minutes to go in this level. You're free to go around and, and completely explore to your heart's content, which is a good idea. Because if this was timed, it'd probably be more frustrating and you just would not have a good time. But um, some of these, sometimes I would be like, I don't know what it needs me to do. 
Like it's very, it was just kind of like, whoa. This, and it's not bad. It was just more like it's part of the exploration. But I won't lie. A couple of things were just like, okay, YouTube, where do I go to get this star? <laughs> and then sometimes I'd just be like, how the fuck was I supposed to know that? How the fuck was I supposed to know to do that? There's like no that way. first level, uh-huh. that first level, the very first one where you're uh, going up to uh, to fight the Bob Bomb, oh, the yeah, big yeah. old bump. Mm-hmm. There's like a portal. I didn't even know about that. I found out about that recently. There's a portal like, to get up there? Well, there's like you know when you start going up, and uh-huh. there's like a where the where the um the, the balls cannons, come out? Uh-huh. the balls come out. That little space, if you punch it, you'll teleport to the very top of it to the next one. Holy shit! I didn't know. Yeah, because <laughs> I saw that and I just randomly hit it, and uh-huh. then he went in. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I ended up to at the top of the mountain. Yeah, um, I, I mean, even that. Granted, like in the levels too, they do give you hints. So there are hints to tell you what to do. You know, depending on what you what you choose. Yeah, because that's what it was. I read something that said, uh, "If you hit something, like you'll be able to go." I don't know some some weird shit like that. Yeah. Did you guys know? Did you know that around this time with Mario sixty four, Mario sixty four and Ocarina of Time were being worked on around the same time, but Mario sixty four was coming out before Ocarina of Time. That a lot of ideas that were for Ocarina of Time ended up actually becoming part of mario 64 some of the mission structures even the castle was the idea originally for ocarina of time that was kind of put into mario 64 so it shared a lot of cross ideas with each other but more ocarina stuff got moved into mario 64 which is kind of crazy but um what'd you guys think of how they ended up doing bringing up the castle what did you guys think of them actually using the castle as a central hub to be able to go into levels I liked it. I thought it was cool to have like that hub just to be able to go there. It, it was a, it was a change from the old style. And even though they went back to the old style, I dug that. Like the, going to the castle and there's the photos, right, or it's something like that that you enter into to go mm-hmm. to the world. So yeah, I, photo I never had an issue with paintings. It. Yeah, I liked um, as it progressed. You opened more of the castle, so like you had the downstairs, you had the upstairs, then you had secret rooms. Like, that's what was really neat about Mario 64 was just being able to, like, oh, whoa, you've always heard about Princess Peach's Castle, and you kind of got to see Princess Peach's Castles in certain games, kind of. But this was actually, like, they took the idea of, like, okay, now we're visualizing what was once 2D, now part of a 3D world, so let's be able to go into Princess Peach's Castle and make that the hub for everything. That's a pretty cool thing that they ended up doing. I thought that was super neat. Now, as everyone knows, I fucking hate. I hate boo levels. I hate them so much. I hate them with a fiery passion. But Mario, any 3D Mario games, boo levels are fun. They are not shitty, getting fucking lost. You have a six minute timer instead of a three minute timer. Like, this was fun to explore. Like, this was actually, like, I was dreading, like, oh, man, do they have... I'm like, oh, I'm so glad they don't have boo levels in this. And then I realized, like, wait, I only have 14 courses. How come I haven't explored 15? And then I found one of them was a boo one. I'm like, son of a bitch. But it was really fun to freaking explore and just find things. It was... It was... It became less tedious and more... I saw the the exploration and figuring things out aspect more in the boo stages than i did in in any of the boo 2d stages that i just hated so boo stages in 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 3d mario games are the shit 
I think they're really good. I don't know. I know you said you didn't really like it that much, right, Joe? Um, there was, I mean, certain ones are pretty good, but it's like every Mario series. There's always like a booth stage or two that I didn't care for. So this was originally, this game was created for the Nintendo 64. Well, originally Super Nintendo going on to the 64. The controller was based around Super Mario 64. So it, you know, was one of the quickest, originally one of the quickest games developed for a Nintendo product because it was going to be coming out for the launch of the Japanese and the Nintendo and the American version when it launched for the Nintendo 64. This game was only made with 15 people to make this game for 64 to the point where they worked so hard and they crunched so bad that two people of the original team have to this day from when that happened quit and never worked in video games ever again. That's how bad it was. And you guys want to know something else that's interesting? This was the last Mario game that Shigeru Miyamoto actually was the director for. He has not directed another Mario game. This was his last directed Mario official Mario game. Everything else he's been a producer and helped directors, but oh, this okay. is the last one he's directed himself. Did he uh what how much how hands-on was he on a Ocarina of Time? You know? I think it's uh, Eiji Ayanume. I think I fuck his, his name up. I think he was hands-on with with that, but I don't think he was the director. It was I think it was okay. Ayanume. I think I'm fucking up his name. Well, you know what? Fuck it. It's not the Zelda episode, so it's Mario. Whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> but he, I, I think he he's, does the same thing where he's like consultant producer type yeah. of thing for, for okay. those ones. But yeah, it's kind of for a but for a Mario game. This was his last yeah, directed for... one, which is kind of crazy. I didn't yeah. I didn't think it was it was that one. But yeah. Did um, you say why he he hasn't directed anymore? Mm-mm, I couldn't find no. any of that information. No. Maybe it was kind of rough. Maybe it was just kind of like fuck. Well, yeah, for those two. How, how long did they have to make it? Do you know? I didn't see time, but it was the, one of the quickest. Yeah. Development like the quickest one they got to, even to the point where even uh, Miyamoto said that there was a ton of stuff that he had ideas for for Mario 64, but he never got around to actually getting it done. So he actually talked about, oh, there's going to be a sequel made. He he couldn't put a lot of stuff like originally this was about he wanted to have Luigi in it. He couldn't get Luigi to work. Originally they wanted co-op in the game, so you're able. It was going to be split screen co-op. You both can play together. None of that could work, but he actually talked about like, okay, we're just going to do the sequel to Mario 64. We're going to add in a, a whole ton of stuff we couldn't add in before. We're going to do that. He was even getting to the point where Miyamoto wanted to make this a more, not serious, but he, Miyamoto just kind of was like, hey, you know, he doesn't like how everyone just says like, oh, these Mario games are just for kids. So what he kind of wanted to do was make this new one be less more where Mario's laughing and smiling and be more serious. Again, Mario's not going to be shooting up people or anything, but he was just trying to get, he kind of wanted that image of just for kids to kind of go away and just be like, well, it's for adults too and kids too. To the point where he even talked about this in the weekly Playboy magazine issue in Japan. That's how he wanted to really like, do this and just talk about yeah we're doing a Mario 64 sequel uh and, but it never happened none of that has ever he announced it he talked about it but nothing has ever been seen on this game whatsoever so a lot of you know, with how Nintendo games are usually made a lot of ideas end up just going to other things you know a, a lot yeah. of ideas just end up 
okay, you know, this didn't work, so we're just putting this in. Maybe maybe it went to Sunshine or a Galaxy, for all we know. Yeah, you know? well, just like the thing with Yoshi, where he wasn't, he had originally thought about it being mm-hmm. in the first one, but just couldn't get to it until the third one. Or the yeah. fucking, the uh, Super Mario World. Also, like, there's a lot of extra stuff in Mario 64 DS. And there was a lot of new levels, boss fights, and you can play as characters, so maybe a lot of that stuff ended up just going to the DS version. But maybe. they never really publicly have said that, though. I'm just more of guessing what what that was. So we've talked about controls, we've talked about stuff like that, but what do you guys think of... There wasn't that many, but boss fights total, like, in the game itself. What would you guys think of those? And I mean, they all have that same formula. They're all just like three hits, and and that's it. Uh, so I mean, the, first, the couple of ones that I've played so far, it's I mean, they're not bad. They mm-hmm. just like feel like just they stick to that same formula. They have always been forever. Mm-hmm. Even that, like you're right. In Mario games, sticks to a very specific formula. Three they hits. Do. You know, there, you know, again, like even with this, where you grab Bowser's tail, spin him around, and throw him and stuff. The Bob Bomb, you pick him up, you throw him. There was one where you kind of just jump on top of one of the cow, forget what the name of it, the caterpillar. You know, um, very simple, very normal Mario combat when it comes to that. They are, the formula never really changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing I was disappointed about at the time was like, Oh damn! I'm not gonna fight the Koopa Kids anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at the time, that was really like the biggest thing. I was like, oh okay. I mean, it was just basically like, oh, it's outside of Bowser. It was like, oh, it's larger. Mm-hmm. It's enemies that you already kind of face, but larger versions of them. You know, in yeah. a lot of ways. And I was like, oh okay. I mean, I get it. But they had already done such a good job of introducing like boss characters and everything that that's the one thing I always felt was like, ah. Eh, I mean, it it served its purpose and it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I always was a little disappointed by the selection of the bosses. I thought it was pretty funny the first boss, the bomb, where uh, you throw him, if you throw him off of the mountain completely, he'll jump back up. It's like, oh, you need to fight fair and fight honorable. <laughs> that's, that's funny. But then he throws you off the off the off the uh, mountain too, but he, nothing happens. He's just like, what the fuck? I can't do that, but you can. So a few tidbits. The original Japanese version didn't have a lot of the stuff that was in the American version. So the introduction where you have Princess Peach's voice and she kind of invites Mario over to get some cake and stuff. That was originally not in the Japanese version, the original Japanese version of Super Mario 64. Um, That was actually voiced by uh, Leslie Swan. She was the uh, editor of Nintendo Magazine and also the translator of the game as well. So they had her do it. So it's like two, two jobs and we're only going to pay you for one. I'll pay for one. But, but your voice is in it. Japan ended up getting that version of Mario 64 because there was a lot of updates to the American version. But the Japanese version they came out with later had the voice acting, the introduction to Princess Peach, but added rumble support, which the American version did not also have either. And also fixed a couple other things that were not in the original Japanese version. So they got the better version. The later version. 
with rumble support you'll be able to feel that rumble when 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 uh mario's like sitting down and gliding on that koopa shell so let's talk about the music in mario 64 the man is back. The person who gave us the sweet sounds in Mario Brothers games is back. Koji Kondo himself for Super Mario 64. What do you guys think of the music and sounds of Mario 64? Joe, well, more importantly, Joe, does this have a good superstar sound? It does. It's one of the better ones. Uh, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh... This is, is I would say that the 64 version is pretty iconic, and it's kind of the one that everything else is kind of built off of since then. Like it's changed a little bit, but after this one, it was like, yeah, this is kind of the one that where you really feel like this was kind of like one of the better ones. Like it was, it continued in that theme of the evolution. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really, really good one. I, I, I gave that one a thumbs up. Still can't yeah. believe Odyssey didn't have a star theme. <laughs> It's like the one, the one bad thing about Odyssey that I can say. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I, like, I, I've, I enjoy the music a lot. Like even, even though I didn't play it as much, this, a lot of the songs are really, I, I remember them. Like, like either they're like redone for uh, other games where like Smash does it or Mario Kart does it too, right? Like they, they play that. So I just I remember a lot of that, that music, and it's I've always enjoyed it. A lot of like even like inside like you know the music for inside the castle too inside the castle walls the yeah or even like Bob Bombfield which this this song has the it's the same in, in a good chunk of Mario levels but the <laughs> yeah it's just like it's it's games it's stuff that koji kondo does well i mean we can praise this guy every mario episode we do but he yeah. knows how to make things catchy and make things memorable like yeah. he's the type of person that shows that like you can make things catchy you make things memorable because of the music because of the way things sound you know it, yeah when you when you think of a song when you hear the music you you think of that level you know and a lot of stuff too that was a first for the Mario games especially when it comes to sound this was the first game Super Mario 64 to have Charles Martinet doing Mario's voice for the first time when you first pop on Super Mario Brother Super Mario 64 and hear it's me Mario it's Charles Martinet mm -hmm. it's him speaking for the first time becoming Mario the Mario that we know today started in Mario 64 what do you think of the voice of Mario when you hear it? Yeah, it was, one of those, it was a perfect fit. It really was when you think about how it went down and how you expect. Like, it's so ingrained in your head now that that's what he sounds like. That It was just like, it was perfection. I don't think I would have liked Mario with a deep voice or just anything crazy. It just was like, yep, makes sense. You know, it who always just to me seemed to like work. Who was the, the wrestler who played Mario, did the Mario voice for the Mario cartoon? Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. Oh yeah. His voice was a little bit more like that. I don't know. I can't hear <laughs> yeah. his voice. But that was originally the voice of Mario before the yeah. official. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know how official it was in the cartoon, but Charles Martinet is the, the voice of Mario that we know today. Yeah, he's that. Yeah, that voice is always going to be synonymous with Mario. Taking advantage of like, especially how the sound is and the music is. I don't know. Again, 
Koji Kondo did just a great job with the music in Super Mario 64. Many songs that you've heard throughout this episode, you're hearing because of Koji Kondo himself. But yeah, I, I mean, any other things from Mario 64 you guys want to talk about? Anything that you kind of want to get off your chest about the, the series itself? Something you liked, you disliked, levels you enjoyed? Oh, I think so my playthrough, before we get to anything, my playthrough, I told you guys that I finished Mario 64, and the first thing Joe tells me is, all the stars? And I just text Joe back like, fuck no, I didn't get 120 stars. I only got up to 75. But, you know, it is what it is. I still beat Bowser. One of my playthroughs was like 90. Really? I think, yeah. I think young, yeah, as I was younger, I think. I could be wrong, but I, I want to say it was around that. Um, one thing, uh, other than the camera, like the, feel like the feeling of like the, uh, I guess, depth of the game, like when you're trying to stomp on something, I always miss the mm-hmm. first time. Like, if I'm trying to stomp on, like, there's, like, wooden, like, poles or something that you want to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. butt stomp on. You can't just automatically jump on it. Like, it feels weird just, like, trying to figure out, like, where the actual, where you're actually supposed to, like, jump on. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, like you're not depth of field, but more of, like, where your positioning like depth, is. Perception, position, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, like I'll be trying to stomp on, like, a Goomba or something. I'll completely miss. Like, that's, that's something I didn't like. 100% understand where you're coming from, but honestly, after playing hours and hours of this, okay, you said? W- what worked for me was to not think about it. Just to jump, like, have the feeling of the game kind of kind of sway me and what's the perfect way, and I get it every time. Like, at first, I, o- I felt like I overthought it. Now, again, I-, I could be wrong, but maybe it is as you keep playing, you just kind of figure it out. But at the end, I was just like, yeah, Goomba, 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 I think, Goomba, you know. I think that game, it might have like an assist because I've done it before. I, I know what you mean. Like where you just jump and, and uh, it happens. I think mm-hmm. it might just kind of assist you in, in, in doing that too. So, Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they thought it was like, oh, it's kind of hard to do that on your own. So it's kind of give them a little nudge to, towards it. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I think for any fault that it has, and I mean at the time, you know, that it was made, um, it's one of those games that can do no wrong to me. Um, for any faults, and there are some legitimate faults in the game, uh, for that time, it was such a revolutionary, revolutionary breakthrough. Kind of just, it pushed the medium forward, in my opinion, especially platformers, mm-hmm. which everyone, like like you said, when you, when you thought of platformers at the time, you thought left to right. Platformers, that's what they did, right? Yeah. Um, Mario really upped that bar. And it showed it basically took that platform and moved it forward. And it was like, yeah, you know, like this is what you can do with a platformer. And, you know, to its own, you know, and again, it's always, it's, it's a lot of times always, it's, like, it's always Nintendo, but I mean, they just really pushed that. They pushed it. They moved it forward. Um, you can even see elements of that in like Metroid prime, you know, like, you know, at the time everyone's like, you know, platforming in a single and in a first person shooter. Yeah. That'll never work. Metroid Prime, there it is. They they did it in a yeah. way that felt right and felt natural. And you're just like, wow, you know, like it can be done. So like, you know, you can always look back at Mario 64 and go like, yeah, it was a flawed game. Yeah, there was a lot of issues that um, that it had. But I mean, you know, at that time, no one, it, that was a risk well worth taking. Mm-hmm. And like in the end, the sum, you'll never be able like, you could come up with all of the uh, nitpicks about the game, 
and all the negatives that you can. And in my opinion, it's still, you know, a 9.5 or a 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just one of those games where, like, beyond everything, it did so much to move the 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 medium forward, that genre forward. That, in my in my opinion, it really does no. Even if there if there is some bad things in there, it does no wrong to me because it's it, its contribution to where it led games. It's undeniable. I couldn't even say it better myself, Joe. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat. <laughs> I'm not a hat. Perfect into the week where we talk about Super Mario 64 because Nintendo announces on a special Nintendo Direct so many things. They are celebrating. I mean, I think Nintendo just heard our podcast and knew we were celebrating Mario's 35th anniversary and stole from us. But hey, do what you got to do, Nintendo. I know you can't have as great ideas as we do celebrating Mario's 35th anniversary but Nintendo is now celebrating Mario's 35th anniversary and not only are we getting so much stuff they announced the Super Mario 3D All-Stars for Switch not only are we getting Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo Switch Super Mario Sunshine but we're also getting Super Mario Galaxy all coming to the Nintendo Switch not next year, not in a couple of months, but on September 18th, two in two weeks we're getting this. It's a collection of all three Super Mario Brothers 3D games. What do you guys think? That's fucking awesome. Like, um, do you know if they're like are they gonna be like remastered in a certain way or just kind of? So Blightly, the Mario 64. The Mario 64 one is going to be... It looks nicer. It's the same Nintendo 64 version. Super Mario Sunshine is going to have widescreen mode, but it's not going to be, like, stretched out. It's actually going to be yeah, widescreen. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. Uh, and, and what Mario Galaxy is, which is already a good game, is just going to look really nice. Both... Yeah. Uh, the Mario 64 is at 720p, um, docked and undocked. The... Super Mario Sunshine is going to be 1080p docked, 720p portable, which is good because the screen itself is just 720 anyway. And uh, Super Mario Galaxy 720, 1080p on your television. So these are going to look really nice on your yeah. TV. I, I would just hope that it looks as good as what they've been able to do with the uh, Dolphin emulator. You know what I mean? That, that My guess is because, look, I, I'm not saying they didn't take time to to work on this or anything. All I'm saying is that they've they've been doing official versions of these games up resed for non-American territories. I think I want to say it was China. Okay, I could be 100% wrong, 
or I could be like 90% wrong. I want to say it's China, but they they themselves, Nintendo, do a thing where they sell their Nintendo products through a NVIDIA Shield in China, which actually has okay. upgraded versions. I, I don't know if it's the NVIDIA or something else, but they've already had official Nintendo stuff already upscaled to this quality for sure mario galaxy i'm not sure if they did it with sunshine but i remember they had some galaxy stuff like two years ago and people were like look you can you know you have to buy it i think it was a chinese nvidia thing shield that actually had officially sold by nintendo versions of it so my guess is they've had this already nintendo's had this in the back burner they're just selling it now here in america you get what i'm saying i just can't wait to pick up a star uh from Mario Sunshine and hear the little uh, the jingle the, the little jingle every time you pick up a star and hear Mario go <laughs> because that jingle is still like I wish I could play that for every fucking version of that game yeah. it's still the best version So with, with this, the maracas and everything with this one we've, we've talked about this a while we've had this rumored this is now official now this is actually coming out but when we were talking about it before, you know, some of the rumors were like, these are remastered versions, upgraded versions. As we know now, in hindsight, it's not. It's just upscaled in the nicest quality it can be and put out, right? In hindsight, you're just kind of like, yeah, they wouldn't spend the money and the time to put that much work into these games in that way and then release them all together in this collection for a little bit of money, like yeah. 60 bucks, right? But at the same time, even playing through recently Mario 64, even I, I would stream most of it. I streamed most of my Mario 64 playthrough, and there would be cons- uh, I would have conversations in the chat and people going like, "This rumored stuff. What do you think?" And even playing through it, I was like, "If you're gonna remaster like from the ground up Mario 64, a lot of stuff has to change, because." If you just make like, oh, hey, there was a Goomba here, there was that here, there was this drawbridge here, and there was a one bush over here, right? If you just upgrade that with better looking versions of that, it would it would feel plain. You know, in, in a world, in a 3D world, it would have looked plain if they just made those pieces. It would have to be from the ground up. Like, you had to add more stuff. Things would have to be completely changed up. So, like, in hindsight, you kind of know, like, ah, they weren't probably gonna do that it's it's it makes sense because if you're doing an uh mario 64 complete remake that's a lot of work because you have to rethink everything you can't just be like copy paste new nicer stuff you know for me i just i just want it to look cleaner like especially in uh super mario 64 because i mean that nintendo 64 I, i like it but those games don't really look very good they don't they don't hold up like yeah. uh, any like a PS One game or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks I, so like really dark and muddy. I just really want to play Sunshine. That's really yeah. the first thing I want to play. <laughs> never, when I get yeah. it. I'm going to start playing Sunshine, and that's basically it. Now, for me, for Mario sixty four, the one thing I hope is draw distance, because yeah, a lot of the draw about, distance yeah, is could... really bad. Even in some, there was one where I had to in the Bob-omb field. Once you get to that one platform, and you have the cannon that shoots you. Um, you get the, once you unlock the hat with the wings so you can fly, you have to go into, uh, gold coins to get the gold star. Oh no, you had to hit each middle part with the wings. 
uh, with the gold coin the rings, circles. Right? Yeah, the rings. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was with coins around them. Yeah, you had yeah. to hit the center, the each one. But because of the draw distance, it was just guessing. So you would hit one, and I'm like, okay, where's the next? Okay, it's up. And where's the next one? Okay, it's up. And then it's down. And the next one's down. Like it, it, it was until it popped up. So I was, yeah. I was like struggling with like, okay, I don't see, I can't see far enough. The draw distance isn't great. It just pops up. So it's just more guessing, seeing where they are, and then just trying to maneuver it. So I'm hoping that draw distance is better, you know, just because it, it became just a guessing game at that moment. A lot of what Mario 64 does doesn't have those moments where, for example, when I played Aladdin for the Sega Genesis, you saw me play that where it was like there was leaps of faith. I couldn't see shit in front of me, and I was just like, I have to jump and see where it takes me, you know? That was the only moment where Mario had that type of, Mario 64 had that thing where it was like, I had to guess. Other stuff in the game didn't really have that, but that was the one moment where I'm like, I can't, I have to guess where to go, because I can't see shit. Again, they did say you can use the Joy-Cons for the motion controls for Mario Galaxy, or you can use the Pro Controller, so oh, nothing is going to be forced on having to use Joy-Cons. Because, again, they already knew, hey, this has to work for portable versions too, which yeah. if the rumored Skyward Sword thing we're talking about, they yeah. know that yeah. it is important to fucking do that shit. Bring so. that shit to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want that. So other things got announced for Nintendo celebrating Mario's 35th anniversary was we are finally getting Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury coming to the Nintendo Switch in February of next year. Any thoughts on that? I think it's going to be dope. I have no issues playing through uh, Super Mario 3D World again. Mm-hmm. And not, and especially whatever Bowser's Fury ends up be- being. I know they've been pretty tight-lipped about it so far. I know it just got announced, but they haven't really said much about it. But I'm like, yeah, I'm all aboard. And I'm, you know, it's funny that they're saying it's 2021. Uh, it's probably another reason why they didn't really announce a whole lot of stuff about Mario uh, this year even though we knew it was kind of like the year of Mario, because mm-hmm. I have a feeling that game was probably scheduled for this year, but had to get pushed back because of everything that went on with the oh, yeah. pandemic. So, I mean, February, cool, man. I mean, it's just, it's a great game. I've played it already, but I have no, like, that's another one that I'm like, yeah, I want to play it again. That's great. I kind of, sort of, kind of wish they would, they would have added 3D land, you know what I mean? On there. That's what I was thinking, added yeah. bonus. It would be so fucking cool. But I understand that it's a 3DS game. And, you know, for whatever reason, they don't want to put that one on there. That's fine. Or uh, maybe, I Joe, I know that one comes with Galaxy 2, 3D I Land. Mean, no, I'm just I, I, I feel like, though, like the 3DS, you know, was a pretty popular handheld. A lot of people bought that game. But really, you want to focus on the game that nobody played. And yeah. if we're really talking about that, then it's 3D World, you know. Not many people played 3D World because it was a Wii U game. So... With it being re-released, you know, at, with this Bowser's Fury expansion, you get the people that never really played 3D World, and it's a fantastic game, and it's 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 almost like it's a shame that not many people played it. It's yeah. one of those Mario games that you're like, damn, no one, not a lot of people play this, so they're and- gonna get that chance to play this game. And for those that have already played 3D World, you get that Bowser's Fury expansion, whatever it is, and it's like, man, it's hard. It's a it's a hard package not to you know pass on, you know. It's a great game. I love 3D World. Now, personally, I love 3D Land just a bit more, but 3D World is a fantastic game. So, you know, for those that didn't get a chance to play it, now they're going to have that opportunity. Now, besides the Bowser's Fury, 
there's something extra in Super Mario 3D World. Do you know what that is? You're going to yeah. get a little extra, Joe. Well, well, uh, now, you can do co-op online. Oh, that's right. That's kind of cool. have co-op online, which I was like, that's cool. It's exciting. Is it going to work? Because Nintendo's yeah. track record on online stuff isn't 100%. Yeah. So True. I'm just kind of like, awesome. Hopefully it works. Because when this game comes out, I hope that we are finally being, we are finally going to be able to record the podcast all together because I would love to play Super Mario 3D World with not only all of us, but also Jess. So it could be four players. We could stream it online and we could have fun all together in the same room. So hopefully that can happen. If not, We'll just have to settle for the online, and hopefully that's not crap. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Anything you want to say about 3D World, Bethel? Uh, I didn't play a lot of it, but I, just, I remember playing with you, Cody, and Eric. We were just like, it, was, it just ended up being a race of see who <laughs> could be first. It was, it was never cooperative. Cooperative. It was just uh, a competition the whole time. It was fun. I remember us. Or, I just remember Cody being like, "I got the fucking crown. You don't got the fucking <laughs> crown. I got the crown." Yeah, because yeah, you'd get a crown every time you'd be first place, right? And yeah, carry yeah. over to the next one. <laughs> Whoever we are, yeah. That was, that was fun. fun. They also oh. announced Super Mario Bros. 35, which is essentially a version of Tetris 99. You're playing the original Super Mario Bros. game, but with a twist. 35 people are also playing, and depending on if the person is attacking, the enemy they take out will go to another person's level. So you, it, it does that, it's time, it's coins, it does so many different things. That was really freaking cool. This one is going to be a, uh, available October 1st and will be available until March 31st of 2021. What do you gentlemen think? Cool. I got a, a nice little diversion. You know, something to, just, just something extra to play that's, you know, like it coincides with the year of Mario, you know, the 35th anniversary. Um, it does seem very Tetris 99 like, uh, and it's cool. Almost exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if it really works, you know, like that whole style and like how, <laughs> how to make that fair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just is, and everything about it. But I mean, you know, I think it's meant cool. not to be fair. Probably. You're probably you know? right. Because you know? if but you I mean, play it's... Tetris 99, you're like, well, I just got attacked by a shit ton of people. So fuck that. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing that can stop that, but it, it'll be fun. It's like a, it'll be a cool little uh, experiment to just mess around with that for a little bit. Yeah, did they announce a price? Or is it going to be free? Oh, it's it's free. If you're a, okay. if you're a Nintendo Online subscriber, oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Are... Yeah. it is free, Bethel. And they also Nintendo announced it's Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch Mini Console. It's a tiny little small console that will be available November thirteenth. Uh, I think the price is just fifty dollars. But uh, you can play the original Super Mario Brothers on a, a Game & Watch handheld with the D-pad, with the buttons. It's also a clock, and you also get Super Mario Brothers 2 The Lost Levels, which was originally the Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan. If you listen to our Super Mario Brothers 2 episode, you know all that stuff. It's all that, a clock, and the Super Mario Brothers 2 Japanese version, all in one little device. Nintendo's newest handheld for this holiday season got a date and price. Not the PlayStation Five, not the Xbox Series X. <laughs> Nintendo gave a price to their new hand. Their I new want console. it for. I basically want it for an alarm clock. That's like yeah. really yeah. the only reason. Just I a want novelty it. item. That's, yeah, that's what that's I want. Great. 
Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was cool. I was like, I have every intent. Hopefully, if all if, if everything goes well, I am going to buy that. <laughs> I want it just as a. I think placeholders already went are are up on Amazon uh, and other stores. There's just, I guess the FCC has to approve it mm-hmm. or something. I read, and then it could go on sale. But Ooh. I'm gonna buy one of those if I can get oh, my hands yeah, on them. Um, so that one's cool. Very excited about that one. But this one, I think, caught all of us by surprise. Mario Kart Live. Joe, what is Mario Kart Live? Mario Kart Live, in theory, sounds fucking amazing. Uh-huh. It is like a true-to-life Mario Kart. Uh, you will get, I guess, the game itself. And it comes with a little remote RC car. I don't know the size of it yet. I'm hearing it's kind of small, which I hope it is because, I mean... They and... said the game's going to be a download code that comes with the car. Okay. Um, but the actual cart itself, okay, yeah. the game, I mean, the little, the little cart itself, I don't know how small they are. I'm hoping... I don't... It's just... It's kind of fun to see, but basically, it's true-to-life Mario Kart. I mean, yeah. you get to put it down there, and it's... You make your own, or I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there's set courses, but you can make your own course and, you know... It's all AR. There's a camera on the little on the radio control car, and you basically um, you just basically race, and it's like an augmented reality version of Mario Kart. Um, it sounds really really cool. The fact that you can make your own course depending on the size of your living room or, or what's around there sounds amazing. It sounds awesome, um, and it just sounds like a it sounds like a blast. Like I'm just like looking at it, and I'm like, man, I I really hope in theory. I hope in like in theory it sounds amazing. I hope in performance it works yeah. because if it does, uh, I mean I'm sold. That is so so fucking cool that they're doing that. Uh, it's it's. I'm sure it's a gamble. I'm sure it's a little bit of a risk to see if it really works and and it, and it plays out. But man, you know, I was thinking to myself like when I heard about that, I was like, there's a reason why I got rid of the carpet in my home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something, like, this is going to be useful one day. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, like, I'm like, yeah, like, man, I could make, I could literally at this point make a huge course. <laughs> like, it'd be like the Nuremberg, Jess is waving her finger, no. <laughs> worry, I don't have to actually do anything. It doesn't even involve nothing. But you can make but a whole, I mean, like, whole, make it go into like your bed Nure- and what stuff. Is it? What, is, what is it called? The, the German course that's really long? The one that's in like uh, you always see it in G- in a, in, a, in Gran Turismo and and Forza. Nur- Nuremberg or some shit like that. I think Nuremberg, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll be like the Nuremberg where you just go on and on and on. It's like a large. Well, the Rainbow Road, fuck. Yeah. There you go. Think of the courses like anyone just with a home. Like how imaginative you can kind of get. Like you could create. I mean, I'm I'm assuming you could create ramps as long as it fits the course. It yeah. should work. And I'm just like, man, that sounds really cool. I mean, yeah, you can. Sure yeah, and I'm just like, I don't even know, like, if this works outdoors or, you know, like, I know you're limited to certain, like, you need to have the Wi-Fi, but, like, if you've got an area, like, outdoors with Wi-Fi or a backyard where you still get your, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities with that. People are going to come up with stuff. It seems really cool. Yeah. Like, it could really relate. Like, I, I don't, it's one of those things that, as cool as it is, it could it could miss. Mm-hmm. It could be, it just may not, uh, but I look at it and I'm like. Yeah, and I look at it, though, but I'm like, this could really work, though. It's one of those ones where it's like, you almost, yeah, I'm like, I'm betting on it to really work. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a big thing. I hope it is. And I mean, yeah, you know what, that right entry now. price, of, I think the price is $99. Yeah. 
that's yeah. a that's a cool entry price to get into just to play that that thing. Yeah, like a regular RC thing. card, like like a good one's a good like two hundred bucks probably. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, probably not gonna work like as good as those, but it's still nice to have. Like like for I me, think, like I'll I'll get it, but even if I don't use it, it'd still be cool to have like like, like display. Yeah, this one has a camera though, so it's cool. Yeah. And I mean, you just have that ability to, like, if it does work, like, you know, they can, right now they're only launching with Mario and Luigi, but I mean, if this thing works, you, you could end up with, Bowser. you know, like we talked earlier, like Bowser, uh, uh, Princess Peach, Toad, Donkey Kong, even. I mean, there's so many characters they could, they could literally make this thing like a series and at 99 bucks a pop, it's just going to make them so much money if oh, it yeah. hits, you know, and it's, and it's another cool idea. It's like taking something augmented reality as something that, has been around for a long time yeah. already as it is uh phones have taken advantage of it but like this is a really cool way for them for nintendo to, to to take something that's already been around for a while and really make it something big and something really cool yeah So that pretty much ties up the announcement that Nintendo had. With but wait, the... Jesse, there's more. Are you forgetting something? What? Super Mario All Stars, the original Super Mario All Stars, is oh, uh, yeah. now available on the uh, Super Nintendo Online, the Switch, uh, the Switch Online portion. And nobody cared because that is truthfully the worst way to play all of the original games yeah like no. those games are already out there like my this jumps... they're horrible though have you ever played yeah. like no, super I, mario yeah. Bros. one and super mario Bros. three on all stars like upgraded to snes i was like great i want to play these games that i love but with the sound of the snes yeah i'll pass it's fucking yeah. horrible okay now i was going to talk about this later but i'm glad you brought it up um yeah i agree with you i don't like all stars because it changes how the first second and third one look but the first and the third one are my favorite i don't like the upgraded graphics and i don't like how i don't know i'm used to the old nes version so for i don't me, like the sound either those all-stars versions i get people grew up with it that was their first time come 100 percent understand i'll take the original nes versions over those any day any yeah. day i do not like them whatsoever i don't and i people have wanted it though people have wanted all-stars I am not. I mean, that it's person. an easy. I get it. It's an easy. It's it's a it's an easy way to to uh, tie into the 35th anniversary, and it doesn't cost them anything really. Yeah. I mean, realistically, it's cheap. Um, it's cool, but like, yeah, I said, I feel like all of those games are inferior versions of what they were. I I have gone on record before saying I do not like. I've never been a big fan of the Super Nintendo sound chip, and I feel like what it does to the nes original games the sound is just terrible <laughs> horrible so i mean you know like they you know i don't mind the updated graphics i don't, I, really I don't mind like that. it i don't um i i, I don't that's my the biggest sound thing. is just bad that's my the same thing, thing as that as, as the ninja gaiden collection like when you see that got the ninja gaiden collection on snes i'm always like oh god I can't do the sound thing where I'm just like the sound is fucking terrible. I don't like it. For me, that's that's the biggest. That, <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me is how it looks. I think the original Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers three, and even Mario Brothers two, 
look better than the All Star yeah. personally for me. But look, I understand sometimes that's people's that's what they grew up with. I get it. The but preference. For, but yeah, for sure. me, no, no, no. Yeah, me neither. I I will not. If someone's like, "Hey, you want to play Mario?" and they're giving me the controller and it's All Stars, I'll be like, "No." I'll put my hand on your chest. <laughs> I'll put my hand on your chest. You out of here. So let's not talk about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> one more one more thing. You were able to get a special Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary pin set from Nintendo. When you buy Super Mario Brothers 3D oh. All Stars, you can get a free pin set, but you have to do other activities. You have to do a total of six, I believe. Um, so with these pin sets, they're easy actually. You just go onto the website with your Nintendo account, and a lot of it is just, hey, visit the 35th anniversary website. That's one. Uh, listen to the some of the music samples we have of the games. That's two. Third one. Hey, download your favorite Mario image. That's three. And then fourth, I forgot what the other one was. But then there's also one. You only have to do, I think, a total of five out of the six. Because one of them is, hey, play Mario Kart, the Mario Kart version on your phone. And you're like, nah, I don't want to do that. You don't have to. <laughs> the last thing I have to do is buy the game and I'll get that pin set whenever that's available. But yeah, it's very easy. So I recommend Wait, which anyone- game? Uh, oh, when you buy the Mario Pack in two weeks, the All Stars. The uh, the All Stars, yeah, or three D All Stars, or the uh, three no, D All Stars. Three D All Stars. So when you when you buy that and and you redeem the code, you know when you redeem your points, it'll also you get figure, the pins. Yeah, you'll get oh, the cool. you won't get the pins right away, but like you'll you, go like oh you'll get you them. can and you'll you'll get them. So, yeah, it's crazy the shit like that. Like when they re- when they really come out with stuff like that, like those end up being worth something after in a couple of years. Oh yeah. It's cool to have like little novelty, little items I got, mm-hmm. like all the eShop point stuff that you would get, like, like your the Luigi thing that you have. Oh yeah, yeah, those that's, that's cool having it. Yeah, I have a lot of cool stuff when Nintendo, when the Nintendo I, Club Club Nintendo used to be. Good. Yeah, my I, my favorite one is the little pouch for the uh, for the 3DS. Oh I still yeah, still have that. Yeah, still use it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. But yeah, uh, what'd you guys think of this surprise Nintendo Direct for the Mario's 35th anniversary? Yeah, it was great, man. I'm excited for all this stuff. I Can't think we've talked about it but already, but like, I think Mar- that coming out in two weeks is just... It's it's more exciting than if this got announced in June. Like, yeah. hey, yeah. it's September. So then you're like, okay, I'm waiting for September. But even yeah, though we, it was rumored and we've known for a long time, it was never officially announced. There's no announced. definitive date. Yeah. And then when it was officially announced, it's like, yeah, it's two weeks. You're just like, <gasps> yeah, and I'm, I'm loving what Nintendo's doing with these releases lately. Yeah. It's just like they announce something, and like, but then that that quarter, the fucking it, it comes out. I love it. Yeah. You know, and again, they have a, they have a catalog of games that you know it's funny because it's like the Nintendo, the SNES, big you know sellers. They were big sellers. GameCube, not so much. Wii, yes. Wii U, not so much. Uh, Switch, yes. So, you know, it's funny. Uh, like, you really think about it. You're like, and I know this is more difficult, but, like, they have a whole catalog of, like, they have that whole catalog of Wii U games that, you know, not a lot of people played. Mm-hmm. But, like, look at, uh, like, you, you take something like Sunshine, and you're like, there's a whole catalog of GameCube games that not that many people played because GameCube was another system that didn't do, maybe, you know, obviously. It did I think better, it, than, it did better than the, yeah the wii u but still in general wasn't a huge you know thing and it's like you know it's interesting but what's also important especially for gamecube is that the games now are stupid expensive for a lot of the titles like yeah Yeah. dumb expensive 
even recently, dude, like I, there's been a spike in some of these uh, due to the pandemic. These, there's a spike. These games, yeah, because I have uh, I have a couple of them. Like like uh, I think Sunshine went up like twenty bucks since I bought it like fucking six months ago. Mm-hmm. And so that was that, that was surprised me. Yeah, that's that's pretty recent for it to go up that high. Britney's yeah, dance whole, beat went up another two dollars, so now it's four dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really good thing you bought it then. When, when you're thinking about it, like, there's like, you know, remember the Capcom initiative? I mean, you've got games like Beautiful Joe that, like, not that, you know, I know it came out to PS2, so I mean, many people experienced it, but like now in this era, like, there's games like that. Um, what was it? Uh, Eternal Darkness on the GameCube? Oh, was that what it's called? Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think there's a lot of games. There's some some games out there that you know no one's really take a soccer slam. You ever play that, Joe? She's so good. No, I never played it. No, it's so good. Well, yeah, here we are wrapping up this episode of the 35th anniversary celebration of Super Mario here on 3PC. Like I said before, we've already done Super Mario Brothers 2, 3, Super Mario World. Now we're finished with Super Mario 64 the game the first 3d game in the series as we are we are celebrating each mario game throughout this year of the 35th anniversary and we end it with super mario 64 including having a little extra bonus for this week having all the news we had from the nintendo direct also nintendo copying us for the 35th anniversary of super mario brothers so this was a jam-packed episode for mario 64 for everyone, I am Jesse and Beto with. And I really can't believe that you uh, bypassed all the music talk without even talking about Sunshine's music because Sunshine's music to well, me. We're not gonna do this Sunshine one till later, Joe. But we're talking no, about. I told the... you. I told you that we're gonna. No, I said. Don't fucking mention it. All right, Joe. I've told you already. Piece of shit. That's the next episode, anyway. <sighs> Fine. I don't, want to do it I don't want to do it. I, I want to do it after. I want to do it after I've replayed it on that on the thing. So we can't do sunshine for at least two or three weeks. Yeah. No problem. Anyway, make Je- make Jesse's job harder, Joe. I'm 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 Joe Ramirez. <laughs> and I hope you all enjoyed the show. much for playing my game.